who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. Each Monday, I bring you a brand new full-length episode covering something from a wide variety of topics. And then every Friday, come meet up with me again for a mini What's in the News episode so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on in the world. Check out Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And rage on. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So grab your six million signatures. And let's get civical. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. She's correct. And I am Arden Wallentowski. And she's correct. Mm -hmm. And would you believe it, we're wearing the same pajama set again at this recording (laughs) session. (laughs) We never talk about it in advance. No, no. Our bond is so strong. It's just... It's... We're in sync. Mm -hmm. I'm Joy Fatone. You're Justin Timberlake. Obviously. Thank you. Thank you. And I will bring sexy back with our pajamas. It's one of the funniest things you've ever said. <laughs> it was just right there. You just had it right in, right right in the there. chamber. Oh, right there. Oh, right there. Right there. That, that one's Ooh. for you. But yes, oh, it yeah. is a, a cold, cold day here in, in the Big Apple. And I just got out of bed and said, I will not put on a hard pant. 
<laughs> to do this recording session. I can't I do it today. I, would I can't be offended do it. If you thought that you needed to put on a hard pant to be in my video presence. I know, but sometimes I do because I want to feel like, okay, it's, you know, I've gotten up, I've had my coffee, I've gotten ready for the day, here's, like, and just in a, just be like a grown, grown adult. And I, I I, applaud you I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. You know what? And as somebody who is older than you are, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I am a fuller grown adult than you are, and I'm here to tell you, it's fine. It's fine. And if you're listening to this in your soft pant, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. You're among friends. If you're listening in a hard pant, you're also among friends. This is a this is a no judgment zone mm-hmm. on if you want to be in a soft or hard pant today or any other day. Period. Period. But it's also, it's a three-day weekend, very exciting, and it's a three-day weekend for obviously a very specific and great reason, which is Monday, January 17th, is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So we thought we would do an entire episode dedicated to this holiday, how it came to be, you know, how long it took to have a day that was devoted solely to... Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and all the all the fun facts and not so fun facts surrounding that. Yep, and there are some of both. Of course, there are. Some there always of both. are fun and not so fun. Yes. So before we jump in, do you want to talk about today's sources? Yes. And before I talk about today's sources, I just want oh. to add a follow up to our conversation last week about the episode breakdown. And oh. You, the listeners are not able to see our screens, but just trust that the episode breakdown has been put to rest. She's sleeping forever now. And it's totally not on the page. And what's amazing page. is because I never noticed, I never paid any attention to the episode breakdown when it was there <laughs> that Literally I truly didn't me. even realize it wasn't on the page because that's how little I looked at the episode breakdown. <laughs> oh but God. it's gone. You've let go of it. I've let go. I've let her go. She was not serving me. And you know what? Bye-bye at 2022. Goodbye in 2022. And it did give me a little bit of like a, cause just now in my brain, I know how many like pages of kinds of notes we need to, f- to mm-hmm. fill the episode. And so when I didn't have that, I was like, oh God, now I need more notes to get to the, it, it just threw me off my like. Yeah. So now this right. is going to be it's an right. hour and a half episode because yeah. you don't have. I don't the have episode the episode breakdown down. to tell me. Perfect. How many notes I needed. Perfect. I can't wait to see how we handle not having that kind of structure that I continually ignored. <laughs> I can't wait to see how, how it all plays out. I think once we start, it's all going to be great because here's the other not secret. I did not pay attention to it either. No. So it's no. <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to sally forth and we're going to talk about MLK day and it's going to be amazing and fun and we're gonna learn about the process of how mlk day came to be and we'll talk about the memorial yeah i absolutely love it hit me with those sources oh my god i totally forgot my job okay that's fine and that's why i'm here that's why you're here (laughs) to remind me to do things because half the time who knows 
So our sources today are history.com, a lovely website called Reading Partners, which is an organization that basically like promotes reading. Love. But they had a lovely little thing about MLK Day and service. So there's mm. some notes in there. An article from CNN by Toby Lyles and Will Mullery. And Great. some facts about the memorial from Travel Awaits, because you can go see the MLK Memorial. And so Travel you Awaits sure had some lovely little tidbits for us. I love it. I love when yeah. there's new friends in the family from the source world. Yeah. So I'm, I can't wait to see what they have to offer us and History.com. The unofficial sponsor of this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. It's the two of us and history.com. Exactly right. We're a trio, really. So before we jump into getting MLK Day to be an official holiday, just a quick two little bullet overview on what it is, like what what the holiday actually is for those of you who may be international listeners or even domestic listeners who don't really know why we're celebrating this day. So on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the entire nation pauses in remembrance of a civil rights hero. At least that is the point of the federal holiday that takes place on the third Monday of each January. So it is always on the third Monday. MLK Day was designed to honor the activist and minister assassinated in 1968 whose accomplishments have continued to inspire generations of Americans. So truly the whole, the mission of the day is to not only remember the man himself, but the cause in which he fought and died for really. So we're, we're going to talk about the fight for MLK day because it was not easy. Sure. Yeah. Not easy. Not surprising. So these notes are also coming from history.com. The fight for a holiday in Martin Luther King Jr.'s honor was an epic struggle in and of itself, and it continues to face resistance in the form of competing holidays to leaders of the Confederacy. And this is something else I simply will not tolerate in 2022. No episode breakdown, <laughs> no Confederate holidays. Get the fuck no out Confederate of here with holidays. that. No. How can there, at this point... How can there possibly be any holidays to leaders of the Confederacy? I what, don't like even... Robert E. Lee Day? That doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it's very jumbled. And also, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. King was the first modern private citizen to be honored with a federal holiday. And for many familiar with his nonviolent leadership of the civil rights movement, yes, nonviolence, it made sense to celebrate him. But for others, the suggestion that King, a black minister who was vilified during his life and gunned down when he was just 39 years old, deserved a holiday was nothing short of incendiary. So the idea, so some people love the idea of giving him a holiday. Some people were like, Mm -hmm. why? What's so special about this guy? He's basically, he's only 39. What did he even do? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think that if we were having a discussion about if we should make a day, a, ho- a federal holiday for MLK today, I don't think that it would pass. No. Like, I don't think all, it would. Which is insane. Yeah. But I think that is the reality. 
But of course there are people who didn't want him to become, have a federal holiday. Oh, sure. In this country? Absolutely. I just feel like you're always, somebody's always going to be mad about what you want to do. And if your cause is right, you got to fight for it. You know, like somebody's yeah. always going to be mad. And I'm, and I'm sure there were lots of, yeah, I'm sure there were lots of people who did not want this day for a variety of reasons and mm-hmm. their loss. The first push for a holiday honoring King took place just four days after his assassination, which a fact, not a fun fact, but um, when we went on our road trip this summer, we went to, we were in Memphis and saw the place where he was assassinated. Oh, wow. It was really, it was, it was really wild. It's, is it, it still that, like a hotel? No. I mean, it's, the hotel is still there, but it's basically like a snapshot from the sixties and it's not, mm. it's not a functional hotel. And you can see like, like kind of in the windows, like they've kept, it's almost like a museum. And I don't, I gotcha. can't remember. It wasn't open when we were there, but I can't remember if it was like just closed that day or closed because of COVID or whatever. But there's stuff on the outside, too, that you can go walk around and, like, Mm. like you can listen to audio clips and it shows you because you're standing outside. Like, it tells you, like, where things were. It was really kind of cool. But, I mean, the sad part is that because it was a functional hotel when he was shot, it basically – the the guy who owned it, I think, basically went – bankrupt because nobody really wanted to stay there well so all, sure right so the the black leaders in the area raised a lot of money to give to the hotel owner so that they could keep it he could keep it and and now i forget who runs it or owns it or whatever now it's like a memorial but yeah at first they it was like it was basically like the place where martin luther king was shot was basically gonna be like a defunct building because right right but it was kind. Of, it was wild, and the, that whole area is really pretty. If you ever have a, a chance to go to to Memphis, I would just highly suggest checking out that area in general. It's very cool, but also just that whole place where the hotel is is you know just very, just very one of those places where you stand and you're like, this is a very moving just area mm. to be in. I'm standing sure. in a place that's very meaningful. So continuing on. So the first push for a holiday honoring King took place just four days after his assassination. John Conyers, then a Democratic con- congressman from Michigan, took to the floor of Congress to insist on a federal holiday in King's honor. However, the request fell on deaf ears. So he, not this surprising. guy's just been not surprising. This guy's just been shot. Conyers is trying to get this, uh, trying to get support for a federal holiday, and people are like, do 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 do. I don't hear you, not hearing you. Yeah. One of the few black people in Congress, Conyers had been an active member of the civil rights movement for years. Conyers had visited Selma, Alabama in support of King and the 1965 Freedom Day, one of several mass voter registration events in which large numbers of African-Americans attempted to register to vote despite local defiance and armed intimidation. When his first bill failed, Conyers was undaunted. Quote, Conyers would persist year after year, Congress after Congress, in introducing the same bill again and again, gathering co-sponsors along the way until his persistence finally paid off. And that's a quote from historian Don Wolfsenberger. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Keep going. First you don't succeed, try Try, again. Try, try again. Things like sometimes really good things take time. And just because they take time does not mean they're not worthwhile. Conyers enlisted the help of the Congressional Black Caucus, of which he was a founding member. For 15 years, 
the Congressional Black Caucus, also known as CBC, attempted to break the stalled legislation loose, advocating within their constituent communities and helping Conyers introduce his bill year after year. So again, they're doing like basically grassroots organizing within their mm-hmm. communities and within people and within congressional representative offices that they thought would have been friendly to them. Like, yeah, they're doing the work. However, every single attempt failed even after the bill was brought to the floor for debate. But it didn't fail for much longer because eventually, as we all know, because obviously we're all not working on (laughs) Monday, he did succeed in making it a federal holiday. And this is that story. So the tide finally turned in the early 1980s. So this is this is what, like, let's do the math, 12-ish years after MLK's death. And, yeah. you know, About. so so he's because he started this trying to get this to be a federal holiday four days after his death. He's been pushing for this to become a federal holiday for 12 years. 12 years. So in the early 1980s. By then, the CBC, or the Congressional Black Caucus, had collected six million signatures in support of a federal holiday in honor of King. Stevie Wonder had written a song, Happy Birthday, about King, which drove an upswell of public support for the holiday. I didn't know that. That's very... I didn't know that either. Interesting. Yeah. We love a bop. I'm sure I've heard this song, but... When I was doing the notes, I was like, I actually can't conjure it up in my mind. Isn't it? Happy birthday to you. Oh, that one? Okay, I do know that song. Thank God. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, got it. Yeah, you know it. We all know I'm sure I know this song, but I cannot for the life of me think of the tune. That's, that's, That's the tune. Got it. In 1983, as civil rights movement veterans gathered in Washington to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the March on Washington, King's seminal I Have a Dream speech and the 15th anniversary of his murder, something shook loose. When the legislation once again made it to the floor, it was filibustered by Jesse Helms, the Republican senator from North Carolina. As Helms pressed to introduce FBI smear material on King, whom the agency had spent years trying to pinpoint as a communist and a threat to the United States. Like, how is it always communism? Like, there just has to be worse things. Than being a communist? Than being a communist. Yes, like like being a rapist and a murderer. Like, look for those assholes. Sure, anything else. uh Literally anything else. There are multiple serial killers on on the loose. Go focus on them. Absolutely insane. So this Republican senator from North Carolina, Jesse Helms, he's trying to introduce all of this bullshit smear material that the FBI had been trying to use during the height of King's popularity. He's trying to introduce that into the congressional record. And while doing that, tensions boiled over. Daniel Patrick Moynihan, the senator from New York, brought materials onto the floor, then dropped them on the ground in disgust during a pivotal moment of the debate. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) That's basically what it is. He's like, this crap? We don't need to listen to it. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yep. The bill passed with ease the following day, 78 to 22, which is 
again. Wouldn't happen. It no. wouldn't happen today. No. Insane. Se- no. Passing anything 78 to 22 is insane. No, if they were trying to cover it today, it would be like, is Joe, are Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema going to vote for this thing? That would, yeah. all, that would and be, they'd be the be like, No, coverage. we can't vote for this thing. But this passed with ease, and President Ronald Reagan immediately signed the legislation. So, boom, bang, boom. Yeah. It was done and dusted. We have ourselves a federal holiday for MLK. After 12 years of fighting to get it to become a holiday. Yeah. And people took to celebrating. People celebrate across the United States. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. So, though the first federal holiday was celebrated in 1986, which is the first after Reagan signed it, that was the first official Martin Luther King Day, it took years for observance to filter through every state. Several southern states promptly combined Martin Luther King Day with holidays that uplifted Confederate leader Robert E. Lee, who was born on January 19th. I just like can't imagine anything more insulting right. than that. Yeah. Truly, I can't imagine anything no. more. Like, it... It's so so in, either, it's if either of these the men knew that they were combining the day... They oh would my God. both be disgusted. They would protest their own holidays. I know. Like if you're if you're a if you're a Robert E. Lee Stan, first of all, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. But if you're a Robert E. Lee Stan and you would be so mad that they combined Robert E. Lee's birthday with Martin Luther King Jr. Right. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't either, make any sense. For either side. Because if you actually cared about exactly what you're saying, if you cared about Robert E. Lee as a person and what he stood for, why would you ever why would use you him to, like, yeah. counteract the ho- – like, you give him his own holiday if you actually think yeah. he's that important. Okay. <laughs> so that's messy. <laughs> that's messy. <laughs> that's messy AF if I've ever seen it. Jesus. Arizona initially observed the holiday, then rescinded it, leading to a years-long scuffle over whether to celebrate King that ended in multiple public referenda, major boycotts of the state, and a final voter registration push that helped propel a final referendum toward success in 1992. Sure. 1992. I was seven. So do the math. Seven years later? Mm Mm-hmm. I was seven. Were you born yet? No. What year? What is the year of your birth? Ninety three. Oh, bunny. so close, so close. You missed the big fight. You missed the big fight. Just, I know, I know. I came in once everything was settled because yeah. I um, am conflict avoidant. <laughs> 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 I 
makes me stressed. Oh. Whenever there's like conflict in a movie or a TV show, I like have a big, big impulse to just kind of fast forward till they kind of get over it. Really? I did not notice yeah, it about you. Out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. You learn something new every day. Exactly right. <laughs> it wasn't until 2000, the year 2000, a year in which Lizzie was indeed alive. She was, I was now here. seven. I was here. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was now 16. That every state in the union finally observed Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Like 2000. The, the new year millennium. before 9-11. The year before 9-11. Put but, it into context. But yeah. I Put mean, that context. is so recent. Yeah. So recent. It's, 20, it's only been around for 22 years for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Which is insane. Insane. Considering that. They started trying to push for this in 1968. Yeah. Today, the holiday is still celebrated in conjunction with the celebration of Confederate figures in a few states, but after decades of contention and controversy, it is widely observed. If your state still has a little asterisk under Martin Luther King Jr. Day that is, you know, it's, it's, you look at the calendar and you're like, oh my gosh, today's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's Flag Day. It's, you know, Waffle Day. It's Robert E. Lee Day. If you see that on your state's calendar, give them a call. I just think at this point, we're all, we're all grown ups. We know oh, that yes. that's not appropriate. Yeah. So let's just nip that in the bud. Let's say goodbye. That's what I want. Bye, Let's say goodbye Bye, to Robert E. Lee. Let's say sayonara, buddy. I don't want to see you anymore. I don't, don't want to hear you. about you. Other than in the context no. that you lost the Civil War. Yeah. That's the only thing that we need to remember you by. We just I don't need to remember statues. you as right. We uh, remember you as a loser. We remember you as an enemy of the country. Mm-hmm. Because, in fact, that's what you were. It's what you were. Oh, we're due for a Civil War episode, y'all. Let me tell you. I think (laughs) think it's time. I think it's time. It's coming. Because I have so much to say on the matter of the Civil War. But back to MLKJ Day. So let's talk about the day of service. What actually happens on the day. In 1994, Congress passed the King Holiday and Service Act, which transformed Martin Luther King Jr. Day into a day dedicated to volunteer service in honor of Dr. King's legacy. And I should say these notes are coming from the Reading Partners website. Since then, the Corporation for National and Community Service has coordinated the annual Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service funding independent service projects, as well as mobilizing its AmeriCorps members and AmeriCorps senior volunteers to serve in various ways in their local communities. I love it. Yeah. We're out there serving the community on this day. It is not just a day for rest and relaxation. Get out there. Be helpful. You can even do it in small ways, like pick up a piece of litter in your neighborhood carry some help carry a stroller up the stairs you know people coming out of the subway with strollers like help 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 each other be nice help each other out help each other be nice please the day is now a day on rather than a day off a holiday for the good of the people much like the 9-11 day of service 
You can participate in honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy by signing up to volunteer for a local, regional, or national organization, bringing people together to create and register your own project, or even just donating to a cause of your choice. So many options. So, so many, many options. options. You can you can donate. You can get out and do something mm-hmm. with your hands. Yeah. You can donate your time or you can yeah. donate your money. Yeah. So many things. So many so things. So many things. So we're going to do a little facts and numbers and facts in this section. I'm glad and you're this... doing this section because, as you know, I can't do math. Yeah. So these notes are coming from uh, the CNN article. So... First number in fact, we talked about this at the top, but it bears worth repeating. Six plus million signatures. That's the number of signatures on the King Center petitions that Coretta Scott King and Stevie Wonder presented in 1982 to Tip O'Neill, who was then Speaker of the House, in in support of a federal holiday honoring Martin Luther King. I mean, and I love it. I Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's like, say no to Coretta Scott King. Come on, say no. Say no to Credit Sucking. Say no to Stevie Wonder. I yeah, dare you. No. I dare you. Say Tip. no. Yeah. The next figure, 990 plus, which is the number of streets that are named in commemoration of Dr. King Jr., according to Derek Alderman, who is a geography professor at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. I mean, yeah, that man's got more, almost a thousand streets. I mean, probably more now, a thousand streets named after him. Of course. Yeah. I'm... What what else are you gonna name a street? Lizzie Stewart I Way. I ask you, Lizzie Stewart Way. Absolutely over Martin Luther King Jr. Well, Lane? no, no, well, no, but no, no. But we're still plowing roads, and there's room to grow. So that's Lizzie, true. There's Lizzie room to Stewart grow. Way. The next number is thirty, which is the height of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial on the National Mall. On one side, it reads, "Quote: Out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope." From Dr. King's "I Have a Dream" speech. Presented at the Lincoln Memorial, August 28, 1963. The number 36, which was 36 years ago, on January 20th, 1986, was the very first national celebration of Martin Luther King Day. In proclaiming January 20th, 1986, Martin Luther King Day, President Reagan wrote, quote, Dr. King's activism was rooted in the true patriotism that cherishes America's ideals and strives to narrow the gap between those ideals and reality. Yes. Yes. This is something I will say. Go Reagan. Go Reagan. Right. I mean, this is Ronald Reagan who's putting this into, who's signing this into a federal holiday. Right. It's not who you'd expect. No. But go off, support you in this. The last number and figure is 27, which is the number of years ago that the holiday became a day of service, which was August 23rd, 1994. The holiday became a day of service when President Bill Clinton signed the Martin Luther King Jr. Federal Holiday and Service Act, which we talked about before. And we talked about ways Mm -hmm. that you can act in service on MLK Day. Exactly right. Exactly right. Let's talk about the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial that we've been speaking about a little bit throughout this episode. Yeah. It's the one that's 30 feet tall. So located in Washington, D.C., along the National Mall's Tidal Basin, the memorial sits near the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, the location of Dr. King's famous I Have a Dream speech. Its exact address is 
1964 Independence Avenue in honor of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Visitors are able to take in both memorials with ease. From the Lincoln Memorial, visitors can walk southeast less than one mile, just eight minutes, to arrive at the MLK Memorial. After more than 20 years of design and construction, the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial opened to the public on August 28th, 2011. Yeah. The 48th anniversary of the March on Washington. 2011. That was 11 years ago. That's insane. That's recent with a capital R. Yeah. It was the first National Mall Memorial to honor a citizen activist rather than a president or a war hero. And I think what a great what a great one to start with. Well, sure. I, mean, I would say this is exactly the be? one you start with. Who else is it going to be? Absolutely. The memorial is open 24 hours a day with no fee required to visit. While the early mornings and evenings are the quietest time to visit, there are also ranger-led programs and tours of the memorial. It is surrounded by cherry blossom trees, and those who visit late March through mid-April are treated to the beauty of the trees in full bloom. Yes, cherry blossom season is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely recommend if you live near a botanic garden or any place that has cherry blossoms, that you visit it during the cherry blossom season because it is just really pretty. It's very pretty. And finally, though the memorial itself is outdoors, it is surrounded by restaurants, bookstores, and bathrooms. Other nearby memorials include the Jefferson Memorial, the FDR Memorial, and the Lincoln Memorial. So, yeah, so if take you're them in DC in and fear not. Take it all in. You can do you can swing all of those. Yep. It's all very and doable. And have lunch. And have lunch. All very doable. The Martin Luther King Memorial. I mean, they're all really they're all very different memorials, yeah. those four, but but they're all really great to see and and just very impressive. And Martin Luther King Jr.'s is like very tall and you know cuz his body like mm-hmm. comes out of this stone kind of has almost like a, I don't know. It was, it reminded me almost of the, like the, not, they're not called sculptures, but you know, like in, in Egypt, when the, like the gods come out of the stone, you know? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what it reminded me of. I don't know. That's probably not its intention, but yeah, there it's very, it's very impressive. And I, I think I've, we've talked about this. I, when I saw these memorials, it was I went on a Segway tour. <laughs> oh my God. This is just humiliating for you. Which was kind of amazing <laughs> because you could, first of all, you learn how to ride a Segway, but also you're riding a Segway around DC and where it would take you like maybe a full day to kind of go about all of these memorials and get to them and whatever. You see these and others and it takes you like three hours. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, and now when I, cause I was in DC, oh golly. I think in October or November. I think October. I was in DC then, and now they have the the like electric scooters that you can just yeah. pick up off the street and like rent and drive around. And you should do that. It's a, yeah. it's first of all, it's very fun, and second of all, it's such an ugh, it's such a great way to see DC because 
there's so much compacted into one area, but it's still a lot of walking. Yeah. So any anything that can get you off your feet for a bit to so you can see more. Yeah. Like do it. Absolutely do it. Unless Agreed. you have multiple days in DC, but if you have one or two days, hop on a scooter and zip yeah. around. Yeah. I agree. Go see DC. Go see the Martin Luther King Memorial. Do your act of service on MLK Day. Oh, well, this is coming out afterwards. This is coming out afterwards, but you, you know what? If you didn't do something on Monday, you can still do something today in honor of Monday. It's yeah. totally, totally fine. But that is the end of our notes, and that is the end of this episode, y'all. So happy post-MLK Day, because this is coming out two days after MLK Day, but I hope you guys enjoyed this and understand and have a little bit more knowledge around the holiday itself and why we're doing what we're doing. And in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can always rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.